Hey there. Like this show and want to create one similar? Let me tell you about Anchor. First of all, it's free. Uh, One of the main things that I love about Anchor, but that's not all. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. How awesome is that? Now, you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create. Whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world has never heard before. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Welcome to The Kidney Connection, a weekly show about dialysis wellness, kidney health, and how to make holistic choices that can lead us to the healthiest possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Ebony G, a registered nurse in Baltimore, Maryland. For more information and free resources to help you get started, please visit our website, www.lwapllc.com. I really hope you enjoy listening to this show, but just a reminder, this show is not a substitution for medical diagnosis and treatment. All right, welcome to the Kidney Connection, where we have some amazing guests today. We have David and Carla Mean. Is your last name Mean? It's Miney. Miney. I apologize for that. Um, David and Carla Miney, how are you? Great. We're doing awesome. Good, good. So we are talking today about leaky gut, which I know I don't know too much about. I was saying before we started um, and and people that I know, and, and I'm a nurse and it's not really too much, too many facts, you know, that I could find or other people. I think people probably have it and don't even realize they do. So let's, before we dig in to David's story, you, if you two can introduce yourself or however you want to, want to start off, take it away. So we're David and Carla Miney. We co-wrote this book called Eating to Live, Unlocking the Leaky Gut Code to Achieve Optimal Health. The story is about my health and Carla went to school and got certified as a functional nutrition counselor. And so we worked together on my health. And what's so interesting, I kind of started younger in my teenage years, 20s with, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, Ebony, but I used to be balled up, curled up in so much pain in my stomach. And so I was going to the doctor trying to figure out what was going on. And in my 20s, they started doing these colonoscopies. And back in the day, those were brutal. You know, no anesthesia, straight blood, camera. (laughs) And I got diagnosed with colitis. And so I was dealing with all this pain in my stomach. I was taking Tums and Pepto-Bismol and the doctors put me in Prilosec. 
and they were doing all these things and it wasn't getting better. And then I went to see another specialist in Salt Lake City. And in my early 30s, they diagnosed me with Crohn's. And so I went from colitis to Crohn's, which is scary. And then I started having lots of eczema or eczema, however you want to say it, all over my hands and my body. And I was dealing with that in the meantime. And then I just started having lots of pain. And so I started taking, if you can believe this, for almost 30 years, I've taken ibuprofen anywhere from 800 to 2,400 milligrams a day. So just to deal with pain, I did mm-hmm. Aleve and Advil and Naproxen. And then all of a sudden I get in my 40s and now I have a new crisis. And that is I had neuropathy in my feet. I don't know if you've heard of peripheral neuropathy. Mm-hmm. There's diabetic neuropathy yes. and peripheral neuropathy. And mine was the type that my feet were on fire. So literally... I would think somebody's got a blowtorch on the bottom of my feet. They're just on fire. So I take my shoes off to get some relief. And then I started continuing with the uh, naproxen. And then on top of this, then I hurt my back and started having back issues. And so my spine hurt all the way up my back, up through my neck. And then I hit my 50s and I got arthritis, really severe arthritis in my right knee. This left hand, I couldn't even close and open hardly. And so this all kind of went down this path and they just kept adding medications. So in 1999, they added and, and told me what you need Lyrica, which is a heavy duty medication they use for peripheral neuropathy. And then I get going and it's not working as good. And then they add Cymbalta. And then with my back, they added Loratab. I don't know if you've ever been on Loratab and Oxycontin. I've heard of it. Yeah, that's a lot. They're adding for me to deal with the pain and all the things that I'm dealing from my stomach through my body. And then the real crisis hit. Uh, I thought that was all bad. And then what hit us in 2014, two things happened. In 2014, I had my first back surgery. So they, I had to have S1, L5, L4, all fused. And so I get that done in October 30th of 2014. Then I started having this weird symptom in January of 2015. And I thought it had to do with my back. And so I started getting blood in my urine. And as a nurse, you probably, you know, that can be scary, right? And so I kind of put it off in January because it just happened once. Then I got to February. It happened again, got to March, and it started happening every week. And then all of a sudden, I had just a tremendous amount of blood for three days in a row. And so I took a sample. I showed it to Carla. I said, uh, do you think this is a problem? She was so upset with me. She said, you get down to the Instacare right now. So I took that sample. I had it hidden in my jacket. So I go down to the, the Instacare. I said, I need to see the doctor. And I showed the receptionist my little sample. And she says, okay, I'll get you right in. So I sit down with this doctor. You know, he was kind of young, skinny, bald. And uh, he just looked at me when I showed him the sample. And he said, well, I need a new sample. 
and he says, we'll get it off to testing. And he says, it will be really good news if it shows you have an infection. So now I'm like, what is he talking about? And so they run the sample, they come back and he says, I'm really sorry, it didn't come back with an infection. He says, you need to get in with a urologist. So I get into a urologist and guess what, Ebony? What do you think I had? No, not uh, prostate cancer. Bladder cancer. Oh. So I go in, they do a scope, which is miserable. They found three tumors embedded in the bladder wall. Oof. So I go up the next day into surgery. They take those out and then make a long story short, I had two more operations with those three tumors. I had 18 more tumors. So then we're into 2017, 16, and I, the doctor says the only option you have is to do chemotherapy, and I did not want to do chemo. Were you going to say something, dear? No. So we deal with that, and then we ran into a really amazing doctor that started from there in 2018 after I finished the chemo. We had a doctor say, David, I really recommend that you never take ibuprofen again. Any NSAID, mm-hmm. you know, which is a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug. And I said, why? And he just said, I just recommend you stop doing it. Well, then two months later, I run into another doctor and that doctor says, you've got to stop taking that class of drugs. And I just said, I'm in so much pain. How can I stop doing that? And that doctor was the first doctor that introduced my wife and I to this concept of a leaky gut. Mm -hmm. So what's interesting is all my life, I've personally been dealing with the leaky gut. All those things I just told you, arthritis, colitis, Crohn's, all this inflammation, everything I was dealing with was a leaky gut that I was dealing with. Wow. So the NSAIDs actually make leaky gut worse because you think they're anti-inflammatories. Those drugs actually cause inflammation because they're only supposed to be used for a very short period of time. If you use them longer than that, it's really bad. So anyway, I don't know if you have any questions. That's kind of how we got to leaky gut. And then Carla and I worked together and started learning how to solve and heal that leaky gut because I was on six medications, serious medications um, because of all of that. And we just looked at it. And I asked Carla with her when she was getting certified, I just said, is there any way I can get off all these drugs? That's I'm blown away. (laughs) That was, that's a lot. And did they think that, um, well, I'm sure, I'm sure leaky gut contributed to a lot of those other things that you had leading up to that. Like they were almost probably, probably like just symptoms of that cause. Like you said, all of this time. That's exactly right. It's so interesting that when you, if you go do any kind of Google search, or if you read our book that's coming out in two weeks, we give quite a definition of the symptoms that are caused by leaky gut. Mm -hmm. 
And so what was interesting in July, we started following a protocol and the pain, I was miserable. You know, my pain level on a daily basis was a six to an eight between the pain in my feet, you know, my arthritis, everything that I was dealing with. We started following this protocol. And I remember the day as clear as you and I talking right now, October 18th, 2018, all of a sudden I went from an eight to an, a 10 down to a four and a two. I mean, mm-hmm. it was dramatic. And then we just kept working together from there to keep tweaking and, and, and adding things and taking things to where today I have no pain, no drugs. Some days I may get a one or a two, you know, just mm-hmm. typical, but I, I, I don't take any drugs anymore. Every major pain medication, every major drug I'm off of now, no arthritis, no stomach pains, no uh, neuropathy in my feet. I mean, it's just, I'm a, I feel like I'm a walking miracle. He really is. I mean, and you, and I know when I read the bio to read your bio with everything that you've been through, you would think it was like way past like five years, well, 10 years, 15 years, but I mean, this was recent. Oh yeah. Yeah. I just got off my last drug, uh, Cymbalta in October of 2020. So it Mm. took me two years working to get off all of those drugs because I needed to work with the doctors because they're so serious Mm -hmm. and you know you can't just jump off of them without some serious consequences so you've got to slowly take it down and take you know those um, and so we were so excited in in October when I finally got off the last drug oh my goodness so in your book that's coming out I'm, yeah. I'm definitely going to have to to get that. I love reading any kind of like health book. Uh, and, and the book is called Eating to Live. Yes. So in that book, are you chronicling, chronicling like, are you taking people through like the, the leaky gut uh, protocol, like similar to what you did? Yes. Yeah, so the first 14 chapters is my health journey and how we started connecting these dots, mm. right? And how we even learned some new things uh, last year. And have you heard of visceral fat? Yes. Okay. And so yes. I had a significant amount of visceral fat that we found by accident when we were doing this thing called DEXA body scan. And so we've been working on that for the last year. But what's fascinating is, is then we took the last 10 chapters of the book is the protocol that we came up with together, Carla and I, to heal my leaky gut. And the key is that the very first chapter, you'll probably just wonder why we started there. But when you really want to change your health, our very first chapter is about figuring out your why. I mean, if you don't have a solid why, and that is, okay, here's my why. So I have multiple whys, but I'll share my overarching why. Carla and I, when I was 45 years old, we blended our two families together. So I have three boys and a girl, and Carla has three boys, and we now have 18 grandchildren. 
But my overarching why that I'm working so hard on my health is I want to celebrate when we're 95 years old, our 50 year anniversary. And I want to be lucid. I want to have optimal health. I, I want to be there and have that experience. And then I have these whys underneath that. And so we follow a concept called how, what, why, right? What, how, why. And so we, what we do is most people can tell you what they're going to do to get healthy. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't know how to do that. And very few people have a strong why so that when things get hard, they just give up. It's too hard, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I'm in too much pain. Can you imagine when I'm going from May of 2018 to October 18, 2018, and I'm taking no NSAIDs and I'm in so much pain. And any day I could have just said, bag it. I'm just going to start taking these drugs again. Mm -hmm. But I had such a strong why Then when I hit that and all of a sudden I went down to a two on the pain level scale, it, it was amazing. And then my thing was, is how am I going to keep it here? Right. How am I going to keep this pain and fix all these problems going forward? Right. Right. So, so interesting. So, so if you could share uh, maybe just a few um things in your protocol that you do? Is it more diet-based? Is it more habit and routine-based? Is it a combination of both, which I'm assuming it is? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think the most important thing I learned in functional nutrition was that everybody is completely different and there isn't one protocol that's going to work for everybody. So a lot of people say, do this and you'll get healthy. Do this, you'll, you'll solve, heal your leaky gut. And we don't say that. We say, here, we're going to tell you how to do an elimination protocol. So you're going to eliminate all these foods that potentially sugar, gluten, you know, dairy, uh, eggs, poultry, meats, you're going to eliminate them to start off with. And so you're going to see, can you get the inflammation out of your body? So once you get the inflammation out of your body, then you're going to start adding those foods back into your diet. And when you do, you journal and say, this food is okay because I added in, I wait two days and I see, do I have gas, indigestion, heartburn, uh, diarrhea, constipation, those things within two days or eczema, maybe you have skin issues that flare up after. So what we do is say, you're the scientist and your body is the lab experiment. And you are going to do the most important experiment of your life because you're going to figure out which foods are harmful for you which foods trigger problems for you because the only way to heal a leaky gut is to stop eating the foods that are a problem for you so we just teach you how to eliminate the foods and then how to add them back in but it's an overall protocol because like david said we teach people how to get a strong why drink more water get better sleep exercise, de-stress. I mean, these are the things that are harming our bodies uh, way more than just the food. The food is critical, but if you don't, I used to think that sleep was a pillar in, in the health, in your health. And now I realize it's the foundation. You can eat as good as you want, but if you don't get good sleep, you are going to have problems with your health. And it's going to show up in a myriad of ways. So 
we talk about all the things that surround be, you know, achieving your optimal health. And the first one is discovering the foods that work for you, the ones that make you feel better and eliminate the ones that cause mostly inflammation. Because what happens is inflammation is what's happening in the body when it allows leaky gut to happen and when food particles get into the bloodstream and your body starts attacking it and you get some autoimmune condition like neuropathy or um, Hashimoto's or one of these autoimmune diseases that are becoming rampant in our society Mm -hmm. now. And it's just the body attacking itself because food particles are getting into the bloodstream where they do not belong. And so healing the gut wall means that it stops those food particles from getting into the bloodstream and only nutrients cross that wall and the small intestine into the bloodstream that are supposed to cross that wall. That's awesome. I love that you point out that it's a holistic um, perspective because a lot of what I found online was very um, specific to food, not even a lot around behavior. You know, a lot of things were food, but but you didn't really read anything about, as you said, exercise, sleep, stress reduction, like a lot of those things. And that's why I, the podcast is called the kidney connection. Cause I was a dialysis nurse. And what I found was that dialysis is, is a cause of a bigger symptom. Like you don't just end up with kidney failure. Some people had diabetes and they emotionally ate and then they, you know, that got crazy. And then that killed their kidneys or some people was super stressed and they had high blood pressure and then that killed that, you know, but what, what you find with a lot of these medical diagnoses are physical manifestations that started. And I I think if people pay more attention to how they live their life every day, um, you, you're just going to be healthier, just paying more attention to that because then you're, you're paying attention to how you're aging. So five, 10, 15 years later, you know, the more awareness you have, I feel like the better, the better health you will be. So I love that you said that. Well, it's, it's, what we hear so often is people think brain fog, mm-hmm. joint pain, you mm-hmm. know, um, any kind of pain, actually, bloating, gassy feeling, all of those things. They all think, oh, I'm just aging. I'm getting older. I have to just deal with this. What they don't recognize is, no, these are signs that you're doing something your body doesn't like because you can age without those symptoms. And somebody will say, well, yeah, she just got diagnosed with diabetes. And I want to say her body was telling her 10, 15 years ago that diabetes was coming on. She had little symptoms, little issues, and she just ignored them thinking, oh, this is just the aging process. Mm-hmm. It's not. There are plenty of really healthy people that don't have those things. And they just say, oh, well, that's their genetics. Yeah, genetics plays a role, but 85% of it, it comes from how we eat and the lifestyle that we yep. live, what we do to reduce the stress and to get a good night's sleep and to drink more water and all of the other things, mm-hmm. because all of them make a difference as we age. Yes. I read a book um, that really stressed a lot about um, environments and it focused on the environments of people around the world. 
and how people, you know, and I'm sure you all have heard of like the blue zone, um, you know, help people. And, and I was like, it never really dawned on me in that, in that perspective, how your environment has so much to do and not just like your, you know, green space or rainforest, like literally your home environment, your work environment, yep. your, your stress environment, like all of those, it's like you said, it's 85% of it is what's, a, what's going on around you exactly. <laughs> and how is that affecting you? Exactly. So one of the things that's interesting in one of the chapters, I actually created a CD called brain training for deep sleep because one of the challenges in this foundation we call sleep is people can't get to sleep or they wake up and can't get back to sleep and so I went through training to create this cd so that I could help people to go to sleep faster deeper and longer and so people just listen to that every night and we've taken people I had one woman that took Ambien with Ambien, she only got two hours of sleep a night. And within over a period of four to five months, we got her using that CD, working on it every night to where she was eight hours of sleep and no Ambien and retrained her brain, retrained her body. And it, it just so much, it just really changed her health. And got the inflammation out of her body. Yeah. That's, that's critical. One reason a lot of people don't sleep is they have so much inflammation in their body, either from sugar or gluten or dairy or something that their body does not like. And so when you get the inflammation out, you can, these are the techniques we help people with. But when you get the inflammation out, people are surprised how much better they sleep. That's, and I love that you said four to five months, because it's not a quick fix. No. <laughs> it takes some, like you said, you have yeah. to be diligent. You have to know your why. You have to really, exactly. really be persistent uh, in, in your treatment. So, yeah, I love that. I love that. Yes, so there was, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Have you heard of homeostasis? Yes. Okay. So we know that a healthy cell when it's in homeostasis does everything it can to stay in that, right? And so what's interesting with the brain, when you strive to get healthy, you've trained your brain to eat a certain way. You've trained your brain to sleep a certain way. You've trained your brain to drink certain things. So when you go to change, the brain will fight you. The subconscious mind will go, wait a second. Just because you want to drink more water or get more sleep, that's not the way it's been. And so the brain will fight you. And all the research shows, if you write it down, you come up with your why, you know, your how and your what's, and then you work on it, it takes about 66 days for the brain to go, oh, this is the way we're going to do it from now on. Does that make sense? And so, you know, for me, that's why as we've, we've changed so many of my eating habits and my sleeping habits and my beverage habits, and we've changed these things, but it, it literally takes 66 days. And so when I work with people and Carla works with people, I said, wouldn't it, if it's 66 days, that means about, you could change six bad habits a year. That is a dramatic if you did that every 60, 66 days, add it, you know, one step at a time, I mean, you can dramatically change your health if you just realize I've got to convince my brain that I really want to make 
that change. Wow. Yeah. That's why I've studied the brain. Because... And that's why it's not a quick fix. And it yes. has to be people that are really committed to make the change because it's not a quick fix. No, it's not. That's that's amazing. I've never heard of the, you know, you always hear about the 21, 21, 21, but I feel like even 21 days is not long enough. So no. the 66 days <laughs> makes way more sense to me. <laughs> it is. And that's the kind of things we cover in the last 10 chapters of the book. Awesome. Awesome. So if, if you had to say one thing or you name the, the top one or two things that if someone doesn't know, you know, or might think, you know, if they're like me, like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Something's changing. Something's different. What would be the, you know, I don't, you would know the top one or two things that, that, that person could. I think pain will at. be the first mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. probably bowel movements, your bowel mm-hmm. movements, if your bowel movements are changing and uh, there's, uh, there's a chart called a Bristol stool chart. And, and if you look up Dr. Oz, he does a great job on YouTube with this saying, this is what a bowel movement should look like. And if it's, if it's gone from that to either runny and uh, loose or constipated, your body is telling you there is something that you're doing that it is not agreeing with. And so those are probably the two biggest. There's a ton of things that give you indications. The skin is your first barrier. So a lot of times people have skin issues and that's a big sign, but probably pain and bowel movements will be the easiest to see and notice and go, something's changed. What has changed? And people will say to me, I'll say, okay, we're going to eliminate gluten and sugar and dairy, you know, we're going to say, you know, take these out for a while and see what happens. They're like, I've eaten gluten all my life. It's not, that's not a problem. And I say, yeah, I know, but it's a processed food. It's the way the United States has decided to modify the grain. It was, it, wheat is not bad for you. It's the way they've processed it and modified it. You eat it, eat it, eat it. You're fine. You're young. Your body responds. No problem. But after a while, it breaks down that villi in your small intestine starts to break down and leaves those um, uh, gaps in the small intestine and food particles start getting through that wall into your bloodstream. And then, and they're, cause they're like, I've eaten gluten all my life. It can't be that, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, mm-hmm. so we take gluten and sugar and dairy out and people have amazing results, right? They like serious nuts are a problem i've eaten nuts my whole life it's not it cannot be nuts i'm like "Mm, watch let's take it out and see what happens you know some people it's poultry some people it's eggs some people it's it is red meat most people if they eat a good quality grass-fed beef they will be fine but the problem is if the if the if the cows are eating wheat and you're getting wheat in your your you're eating, Dr. Gundry would say, you're, eat, you're eating what the thing you're eating ate. So, <laughs> you know, uh, so we, we teach them how to eat different foods that, that they might be able to handle. But I have a little quick story, just to put this in perspective. So I used to have a bowel movement every three days. I thought that was normal. You're supposed to have a bowel movement every day. At least. Every At day. least. Yes. And yes. twice a day. Yeah. Well, 
Carla and I, she has this journal we keep and we're getting ready to put it into a, uh, an app on, on uh, iPhone and Android. We'll have an app to track all these things, but I was manually tracking. And one day I said to my wife last year in the spring, I said, oh my gosh, I do not feel good. And she goes, get the journal. So I go to the journal. She goes back two pages and she goes, what's this? And I had stopped on a, on a fly fishing. I had gone fly fishing and I'd stopped in Heber, Utah. And there's this famous place called Dairy Keen that does these amazing shakes. So I got a German chocolate shake. Well, I can't do dairy and sugar causes inflammation, pain in my body. And she just looks at me and goes, it wasn't worth it. <laughs> because people forget what they ate two days ago. So they all of a sudden get constipated or have diarrhea and they go, I don't know what this is because they don't journal and keep a journal mm-hmm. that says, this is what I did two days ago and this is affecting me today. So they don't make that connection. Now, indigestion or bloating or gas, sometimes you, it's what you ate that day. It's, it's immediate. You go, oh yeah, I know what I did. But there's a lot of foods that impact you over a one, two, or three-day period and unless you're tracking and figuring out what it is. And so it was a real eye-opener for David that it was an exact thing. He had been so clean and he had been so good. And it was just an exact thing to say, this is what you're dealing with. And so now he looks at those foods and say, that looks like pain. I'm not going to eat it because it's just pain. It's not worth it. It's not worth that momentary taste. Great. Get that rush to your brain. But then, and then I'm just sick. Right. Yeah. You pay for it. Definitely pay for it afterwards. And what's so interesting that people don't realize is, you know, when you're a teenager, your twenties and thirties, you can abuse your body. Right. But then you hit your forties and fifties and then all of a sudden you have a major health crisis. And in my case, I talked to the doctors and they're, they mean, well, you know, they're trained, but none of the doctors that I worked with had any nutrition uh, experience or schooling. And so they never said, Hey Dave, let's look at what's in your diet that's causing you to have this really bad colitis or this Crohn's or this neuropathy in your feet or whatever, you know, their thing is, is okay, here's the symptoms and let's try a drug Mm -hmm. to see if we can solve it. And it wasn't until the last couple of doctors that said, Dr. Gundry, I don't know if you know, Dr. Stephen Gundry, he has a restorative health practice and he's all about figuring out what foods, what things are causing the problems in your body and he is all about getting you off every medication, and which is unique. And our doctors are amazing in this country, and I don't want to disparage them at all. But typically, like Carla said, 85% of our problems are because of what we eat and drink, and we don't get the sleep that we need. We're overstressed. That's causing these really bad problems. Yes, absolutely. And that's why I think you're... Your uh, your book title, your website, all of your social media hand social media handles, eating to live um, official for that is is so you know right on point. Like you don't have to guess what they're going to get when they yeah. when they visit you. It's like you know. Yeah, well, and it, it it's kind of a mind change. It's saying I'm I'm going to now I'll feed him something and and he goes 
yeah, it's just eating to live. It doesn't, it's, I try to make the recipes really good and tasty. They're, they're simple. They're on our website. It's not, they're not hard things. It's taking really good fresh food and just adding a little bit to it of a good oil and some seasoning or whatever. But it doesn't matter what I feed him because he says, I will eat whatever you put in front of me because I know you're feeding me so I can eat to live. And that's a big difference from, you know, living to eat, which is what we do in America, right? It's all about the food. That's how, you know, we, we, that's the standard American diet. And Mm -hmm. unfortunately it's killing us. Yep. The sad diet. I just read a book and it was like, they call it the sad diet. I'm like, yep, exactly. that's it. (laughs) That's it. That's it. So your book launches with 15 days september 1st september 1st all right and where where could uh where can we purchase so it's coming out on kindle and we'll have uh so you can get it on kindle and we're looking at other electronic formats we'll have an ebook we'll also have printed copies and then um, i have to wait for kindle to get it all done and then i'll put it i'm going to do it on audible so it'll be an auto an audio book also awesome. but that'll be more towards the end of september so we'll have the book at eating to live yeah we'll have the printed copy where they can order it at eating to live and if they want uh, an ebook and pay a little bit less they can download an ebook or they can just go if they have a kindle or any of those readers then they'll be able to to buy it and, and read them on those Awesome. Awesome. And I will have all of the links to um, find you all on our website show notes as well. And so I wanted to thank you for coming on, sharing your story and educating us about leaky gut. And I feel like if this has not really been necessarily a, a class on that, but a class on just holistic living, you know, paying attention to your environment, paying attention and being aware of what's going on in your body and not taking for granted, you know, that like, like, um, that it's just age or, you know, it's something like that, like really, really honing in and paying attention. Um, like Carla said, as to what's going on here, you know, this wasn't like this before things are changing, you know, just paying more attention. Being more aware and yes. not accepting that this is just part of aging, that there yes. are things you can do to change it. Yes. I mean, so David's a walking miracle. It's a, to see six years ago, he could barely walk. Um, I had he was a mess. Really bad brain fog. Yeah. My and memory. I was worried. I thought he was getting Alzheimer's and, and uh, dementia. I, I mean, we go, go down the list. And today <laughs> he is so healthy and so vibrant and no pain. And it's really true that you can change it if you really have a strong why. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you two so much again uh, for joining me. Yep. Thank Thank you. you. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Please be sure to share this broadcast with family, friends, or anyone that you think could benefit from it. Also, share your takeaways from this show on your IG stories. Don't forget, use the hashtag LWAP. Check out the show notes for the resources and references talked about in this episode at www dot lwapllc dot com slash blog.
Thanks again. Talk to you next time. Thank you.